Welcome to the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by doctors of physical therapy, Chris and Ross. Here we're going to dive into all things movement, health, and fitness. And we're going to chat with some local fitness experts and friends about their areas of expertise. We hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, Braylee is back on the podcast. That is myself. I'm here with Dr. Andrea. She is one of our PTs with Be Ready, and she is our running specialist and avid runner, and I'm thrilled to have her talk about marathon running and how she trains and how she got into running and what she loves about it. Um, So here she is. I'm going to open it up with how did you get started running? Yeah, so I grew up watching my dad run marathons. He's probably run 20 to 25 marathons at this point and always really admired him, but never, ever had the desire to run a marathon. Um, But after I finished my soccer career in college, I wanted something to do to still be competitive and to challenge my fitness. And so I ran my first half marathon and was hooked on that. And then a few years later, my dad finally convinced me to run a marathon with him, and I did, and haven't looked back since. Yeah, and you actually just completed a marathon about a week and a half ago. You did the Chicago Marathon, and that was your second one, right? Second Chicago Marathon, and how many overall? And my fifth marathon okay. overall. Yes, mm-hmm. and you recently set a personal record, the best time you've ever had with a marathon. So kind of walk me through how you prepared and trained for a marathon um, and how you pace throughout. Yeah, so for me, I think this was probably my best run yet because I have had a period of a few years where I've been injury free and I've been able to be very consistent with my running. I think in the past I you know, would run a race and then maybe a few months later get injured, have to take some time off rehabbing and then get back into my training. And when you lose the, or when you do that, you lose your base fitness and kind of have to keep building that over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I think my consistency and being injury free in the last few years helped a lot just coming into this particular buildup for Chicago this mm-hmm. year. Um, I also ran Boston back in April. Mm-hmm. And so I had that build up early in the year and then had a couple months of downtime and just got right into prepping for Chicago. So mm-hmm. having that training already kind of in the recent past helped too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so beyond that, I think my focus on speed sessions, I did a lot more track workouts mm-hmm. and kind of tempo interval workouts. Um, that definitely helped. And then I've adopted the, um, I don't know how you would say this, kind of the theory of 80-20 running, which is basically you want to run 80% of your miles at a very slow, easy, conversational pace, and 20% of your miles at a really quick kind of speed-based pace. Interesting. And that way you can kind of optimize how many miles you're running without overworking your body, Mm -hmm. and then you get more out of your speed sessions as well because your legs are just fresher, but you've still Mm -hmm. been building that core base of endurance while yeah. allowing some recovery. So I think that that has helped a lot too, just actually increasing the number of miles that I'm running really, really slow. 
Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I would say I'm an athlete, but I don't wouldn't say I'm a runner. I only run when I'm told to run, and I don't mind it. But uh, it's interesting to see how the eighty twenty plays into it when you're training for a long distance. Because I would have no idea where to start with that. I feel like I have a pretty base line for like endurance, and I'm pretty good. Like if I needed to go run a half marathon right now, I could probably run it and be fine. Um, and I'm only wearing a half marathon. And I was like, I've done it once. I don't have to do it again, right? <laughs> but, I mean, it's really encouraging hearing you talk about running a marathon and how passionate you are about it. I'm like, wait, I want to do that too because I love challenging myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm competitive by nature. So I'm like, oh, maybe I could run one one day at some point. But um, tell me a little bit about, like, the different – marathons you've done in different locations and how like you've preferred them the terrain what it's been like um and yeah your favorite one so far yeah so I've only done five two of them were Chicago Mm -hmm. and then one was in 2020 when everything was shut down so it was it was the virtual Boston marathon but it wasn't in Boston Mm -hmm. so I haven't had too many opportunities yet. My very first marathon I ran was a slightly downhill marathon. It was on an old like railroad trail Mm -hmm. in the forest. This is when I was still living in Washington and I was really trying to qualify for Boston. So I was like, perfect. This is a downhill Mm -hmm. course. Um, What I didn't think about was how trashed your quads are gonna get running 26 miles downhill essentially so I did qualify for Boston but I almost just stop you you just qualified again yes right and that's so exciting yep and then I also qualified at Boston in Mm -hmm. April so this was my third Boston qualifying time last week but the first one was um the most memorable for how incredibly sore I was afterward Mm -hmm. I probably the funniest memory from that first marathon is I almost got stuck in the porta potty after the race because oh. my quads would not allow me to stand up and the porta potties are so small mm-hmm. you can't lean forward without hitting your head on the door yeah. to try and get some momentum to stand up so <laughs> I had a solid few minutes where I did not know how I was going to get out of the porta potty. Like, I think I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. That race also was absolutely pouring rain the entire time. So I was drenched, stuck in the porta potty, mm-hmm. and somehow I still wanted to do that all over again. Yes. So your first yes. experience was great <laughs> with a marathon. Yeah. And you've done many after that. That's impressive. Yeah. So that is something to remember. Um, your favorite race? My favorite race. That's a great question I mean I would probably have to say Boston this year mm-hmm. um, just because I qualified back in 2019 and then with COVID it got pushed back and pushed back so I wasn't sure if I was actually going to be able to run and then finally two years later mm-hmm. got to the starting line um, my dad also qualified for the first time for Boston oh, in that same amazing. marathon yeah. the porta potty marathon mm-hmm. that I just talked about <laughs> So, and he had been trying to qualify for years. Mm-hmm. So we got to run Boston together, which was really wow. special. Um, and it's just such a historic, iconic race. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do it was really 
really fun. Yeah. So. Did he qualify this next year too, like you did, your dad? Yes, he did. So y'all get to run it together again. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Do you have any PRs that you're setting, like personal records, any times that you want to make on your Boston run? I haven't decided 100% yet. The Boston course is very challenging. Okay, it, tell me about that. Yeah, so the first eight miles are slightly downhill, which seems great. Running downhill is tough on your quads, though. So there's a whole strategy actually for Boston this last year. In preparation, I did a lot of downhill running and practicing. There's a certain kind of form and technique used for downhill running so that you can spare your quads, Mm -hmm. essentially. So the first eight or so miles are downhill, and then it's kind of rolling from there, and then you get to mile 17, somewhere between mile 17 and 18, and it starts a series of four pretty steep intense hills between Mm -hmm. mile 17 18 and then 21 or 22 so if you haven't properly protected your quads in the first eight miles you're not going to have any power to get up and down that series of hills in miles like 17 to 22 so it's a really tough course to pr on Mm -hmm. so i have not decided what my time goal is going to be yeah i'll probably shoot for a pr but not sure how realistic it's going to be yes. based on the course. Yeah. Until so. if your last mile is the fastest, that means what? <laughs> that means you got more left in the tank. Yes. So yes. Say right. <laughs> and that did happen to me at Boston this last year and at Chicago last weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's more potential there. I'm just yeah. still playing it safe. Playing it safe. Yeah. Um, it is kind of scary to push in the middle portion of a marathon Mm -hmm. just because you don't know what's going to happen as time goes on um but I'm working on my my bravery I guess you would say in the middle miles right so what happens if you just push really hard in the middle and you flop I mean it's a learning experience you know like okay I'm not there yet right at that pace that you are shooting for yeah it's what you're willing to risk exactly what you can do yeah so I'm I'm working on what I'm willing to risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, so speaking of like what you're willing to risk and your motivation, like what drives you when it comes to running these long distances? Like what keeps you motivated? Yeah, I mean there are a whole host of things, but I think that first and foremost, like running just makes me feel amazing Mm -hmm. in my body and just mentally stress relieving Um, and I have has been able to learn a lot through running that I can do whatever I set my mind to Mm -hmm. and that these really hard challenges like I can take them on and I can you know conquer them essentially Mm -hmm. and so like that feeling of crossing the finish line at a marathon just like so such an empowering and self-confidence boosting moment Mm -hmm. and just kind of keeps me going chasing that feeling um and then I just love the way it feels I feel kind of light Mm -hmm. and free and yeah de-stressing which is so important so my husband will tell me too. like he knows if I haven't gone for my run on a particular day because I just will not 
I might be a little more short or not yes. in the best mood. So he'll tell me to go yeah. on a run sometimes. Yeah. Which, you need to release yeah. some energy. <laughs> I do. It's yeah. my energy release. Yeah. So yeah, there are a whole bunch of of reasons that I keep going. Yeah. But th- those are kind of the core pieces yes. of it. Now yeah. you kind of depend on your runs to get you through your day, yeah. right? Yeah. Which I guess there are worse things that you can depend That's on. That's right. That's true. Um, <laughs> so you run daily. Tell me about some of the encounters you've had while running people, animals, situations, any that stand out in particular that you want yeah. to share about? Yeah, I've had a few interesting animal encounters in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Particularly when I lived in Seattle, I would run a lot in the early morning before work when it's still dark out and... You would think there wouldn't be too much wildlife to contend with in the city, but I found that wasn't necessarily (laughs) the case. So there was one instance in particular a few winters ago. I was running in the morning and I had my headphones on, not super loud. I keep them pretty low in the morning so I can hear, you know, people around me. Um, And then all of a sudden I just felt this like talon on my head. Oh. And... It freaked me out and it was heavy, like mm-hmm. really heavy, substantial talent. And then I look up and this owl flies above my head and lands on the telephone pole above me. And it's staring straight at me from the telephone pole. So I cross the street mm-hmm. and I'm just going to run on the other side of the street mm-hmm. past it. And then it comes and swoops at me again. And I may have dramatized this in my mind, but I don't think so I I did have to like duck to the ground it just swooped right over my head and then I sprinted the other direction before it could come and swoop around again oh my goodness thankfully I was wearing a hat because I have known people who have had to get stitches in their head after an owl has grabbed them similar situation so that was the owl encounter and then that's insane oh my gosh it was yeah yeah thankfully it just scared me um, no injuries but it took me about a year to run down that street again in the morning I bet I bet you're like I'm like stressed like traumatic event I can't go back down that street yeah Yeah. I've had I've been chased by raccoons a few times Mm -hmm. there have been a couple aggressive deer some rabbits that I've almost stepped on and various things but Mm -hmm. yeah the owl was definitely most prominent yes that's terrifying you're like please don't bite my head or claw at me I looked at my heart rate data on my Garmin when I got home and my heart rate was like through the roof I bet (laughs) at that little portion yeah as you're sprinting away yes yeah yeah that's great um well I mean at least an animal hasn't like knocked you over I will say I was running in a workout and there were dogs around and they were playing with each other and one came and like knocked the other dog and knocked the dog at my legs and my feet went flying out from under me and I landed directly on my back oh no and it took like knocked the breath out of me because I was I was racing someone so I was going pretty fast it was like you're not gonna beat me I'm competitive like let's go yeah and it was like a hundred meter sprint and the dogs came in knocked them out from under me fell on my back and I was like I'm going home like I was <laughs> not happy I was like I'm gonna uh-huh. kick these dogs not really but um it was I was scared to run for a while on that 
track that field because the dogs had came and knocked my feet out from under me. Yeah. Um, but I see a lot of people running in my neighborhood and they just like carry sticks and stuff. Like they hold their little stick to shoe off the dog, but it's kind of impressive that they're holding. It's not a long stick, but something to protect themselves that's while so they're funny. running. I've never seen that before, but I guess you got enough dogs around. Yes. I mean, we have a lot of dogs that roam in our neighborhood. People have seen coyotes. Mm-hmm. And so they yeah. just, some dogs can get aggressive. For sure. And people walk around all the time and run around in my neighborhood. But yeah. Are there any particular races that you have in mind that are like a dream to run? I'm sorry. I just thought about this because my neighbor, he's an ultra runner and he just... Um, back in August, he got into a lottery to run a race in France. And so he yeah. and his family were thrilled to go to France so he can run. He had been trying for years to get into this race. Yeah. And so I didn't know if you had any like dreams like that or goals in mind of like kind of an ideal run that you could do. Yeah, I do. I probably have too many, actually. Oh. But my, my top goal is to run all six of the world marathon majors. Okay. So where are those at? They're so Boston, Chicago, and New York mm-hmm. are three of them, and then the Berlin Marathon, the London Marathon, and the Tokyo Marathon. Okay. And you complete all of those, and then they call you a, your six star finisher, and you get this huge medal, and it's like a pretty, um, pretty big goal that mm-hmm. a lot of people in the running community try and take on okay so So, how do you get to do that yeah it's it can be tough Mm -hmm. for sure Boston is the only one where you have to qualify with a time or run for a charity all of the others you can enter either qualify with a time or enter into a lottery and then it's random selection and they let in however many people off that lottery list So it varies a bit from race to race. London is the toughest one for non-UK citizens to get into. They, you can't qualify by time and they only take, I think like 1% of people from the lottery that are not UK citizens. So that's kind of a disadvantage. It's hard to be a six star runner if you're not a UK citizen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I know that that's the toughest one to get into, but we'll see. Do you enter the lottery for all of these every year just to see what your chances are? I have not. You should. I'm going to, if I don't qualify for the New York time um, by March, I'm going to enter the lottery for New York Mm -hmm. for next year and maybe London just because that's a tough one to get into. You might as well every year. Yeah, just Just, to see. But the thing is, if I get into multiple... I don't think that I could say no. <laughs> well, that's okay. You will just train really hard. You will recover well. You have a great team of PTs here yeah. to help you recover. <laughs> and we will be there to support you if yeah. you need a team, like, you know, every so miles, we're there. We Absolutely. will provide what you need. I love so you the can support. be a six star <laughs> athlete runner. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I will be eventually. We'll see. That's yeah. kind of a maybe a lifetime goal. But that's that's probably my top goal mm-hmm. at this point. And then there are various other races just in the country that yeah. I would love to run at some point. So that's awesome. Well, I've enjoyed talking with you. But one last thing to wrap this up. So you love running, but do you love coaching 
people who want to be runners. And if you do, kind of tell me a little bit about that and like how someone could work with you to become a runner. Yeah, for sure. I love coaching people to run as well. Like any um, any time goal you have, any distance you want to run, if you're just a beginner and want to know how to get started, mm-hmm. like, I love all of that. I, I mean, I know how much running has done for me and how amazing it can be. So if you have any desire to run whatsoever, I am your girl to help you with that. That's right. Um, can and share that, my passion yes. with you. Um, I am a certified running mm-hmm. coach. And I mean, what that looks like, I, I do a lot of programming um, remotely. Mm-hmm. So you know, we would just set up a time for you to come into the clinic for about an hour so we can chat about like your running aspirations, your mm-hmm. goals, kind of where you're at now, what your history is. And then from there, I create a customized running plan for you that basically lays out, you know, days of the week and exactly which runs to complete on which days. Mm-hmm. And then we can check in periodically and adjust the plan based on how things are going. Yeah. Um, and then I just love to be cheerleader yeah sign me up this makes me yeah this makes me pumped to go for a run I'm like maybe I should go run today (laughs) meet with Andrea get my own running plan just do it all yeah (laughs) Yeah. and really anyone can do it it does not matter it's just for the you know the love of getting out there and doing it and moving your body yeah that's great well thank you for your time and yeah loved getting to learn more about you and your running history and passions and all of that and you know, hopefully I'll get to cheer you on for your six star, you know, running. What is yeah. it called? Six star runner? Six star finisher. Six star finisher. Yeah. 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 We'll get we'll the there. down. That's right. I'll learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, guys, if you have any questions or you want to connect with Dr. Andrea, feel free to reach out, DM us, go to our website, bereadypt.com and schedule a call. And we would love to hear from you and chat with you more. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Nashville Fitness Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by our local physical therapy practice, Be Ready Performance Therapy. Head over to Instagram or our website. You can find us online at BeReadyPT.com or on Instagram at BeReadyPT. On our website as well as on Instagram, we'll have a bunch more great content in which we dive into things a little bit deeper on our blog as well as through our videos on Instagram. If you have any questions or comments of what you might like to hear or might like us to discuss on the podcast, please shoot us an email, chris at bereadypt.com or ross at bereadypt.com. It's our passion to answer your questions, so please don't hesitate to shoot us an email or a direct message. Also, we'd love it if you rated and subscribed to our podcast so that we can continue to make this podcast the best it can be.